Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Good morning, everyone. We're so thankful that you have chose to be with us today for Anchor at Home. As I was preparing for this message, I kept thinking about when was the last time a single day of my life went exactly like I had planned? Like, when was the last time that I sat down and intentionally mapped out my day and, you know, and filled out my to-do list and it went off without a hitch? I know what you're thinking, like, never, right? Because it's like the unexpected always happens. The fact is, and I think we can all agree on this, life is full of the unexpected. Now, I don't know what the day-to-day unexpected looks like for you, but for me, it's typically an individual swings by the office and they want to chat or just maybe ask a question. An old friend calls me up just to catch up. I receive an email or a text that needs an immediate response. A team member needs some guidance with a problem that maybe came up. Someone has a crisis and they need to meet with me ASAP or something comes up with my wife or one of my kids that changes all of my plans. Like you, the list could really be a mile long. What's so remarkable about this to me is, is when I stop long enough and I look back over the years, I quickly realize that some of these unexpected moments have produced some of the greatest miracles as well as some of the greatest heartbreaks in my life with a mixture of everything else in between. But in the midst of all of that, I've had to learn that as surprising as the unexpected might be to me, my unexpected is never unexpected to God. Here's why I know that to be true. If you can look at it, uh, Psalms one. 39 verse 16 with me, if you will. It says this, it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I love this verse because it reassures us that not only does God already know all of our days, but also every moment expected and unexpected of our lives. To take this a step further, This should tell us that if this truth is applicable to all of the moments that have already passed in our lives up until this point, then surely the unexpected moment that we are currently walking through, you know, the one that you and I forgot to, uh, you know, plan for, the one that you and I forgot to put on our 2020 calendar, guess what? This moment is no different. So when we begin to connect this truth to what we talked about last week, we begin to realize that even though this situation has called us off guard, it hasn't called God off guard. In fact, when we begin to take Psalms 139 and John chapter 14 and we put those together, we begin to realize that uh, God has actually been waiting for this moment to arise in the timeline of our lives so that He could be in position to help guide us if we would simply just choose Him as our leader. If I could take this another step, whether we understand why we are going through this or not, my hope is that we would all understand that the only way through an unexpected uh, circumstance such as this one is to do just that, is to go through it. As much as we would all like to find another way, uh, we can't go around the unexpected, we can't go under it, we can't hide from it, and we can't be delivered from it, but we can be confident that as we take the hand of the Holy Spirit, He will do what He does best, and that is to be our guide and to lead us through this. You know, as I've been thinking about 
all of this over the past few weeks now, I keep finding myself asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, do you have a way that you want us to resurface? As things begin to shift with businesses and restaurants beginning to open up with the opportunity coming for all of us to be able to hopefully meet together in our church building, I've been asking, Holy Spirit, what do you want our posture and what do you want our attitude to be like right now, like today right now? In response, I feel like the Holy Spirit's put in my heart two things, and I want to share those with you. First of all, for all of you who have struggled and wrestled with the real emotions of fear, worry, and anxiety over your health, your finances, etc., for the past two months, in my heart, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you to resurface with courage. Please hear me out on this. Biblically, we know courage means the attitude of facing anything recognized as dangerous, difficult, painful, instead of, key word here, instead of withdrawing from it. As I've prayed about this, my heart keeps coming back to Joshua 1.9. I want you to listen to what God told Joshua. He said this, he said, am I not in command of your circumstances? Please grab a hold of that. Am I not in command of your circumstances? Therefore, because of that truth, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be discouraged. Now, the crazy part about this is, is God actually told Joshua to be strong and courageous, not once, but actually four times in this single chapter alone. Now, have you ever wondered why God, you know, kind of felt the need to be so persistent with Joshua? I, I think if we maybe rewind and grab a hold of some context, we'll understand why God was so persistent. For starters, over the last 40 years, this guy named Moses, this guy that we all know who had a credible connection with God, he was the one that had been leading God's people. In fact, we know that he led them out of slavery. We know that he led them through the, the Red Sea. And we know that that same sea that he led them through on dry ground, that they turned around and they watched that same sea swallow up their enemies. We also know that he led God's people by God's direction with a, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We also know that there was times where he prayed and manna fell from heaven or, you know, even the last one that that as he, you know, struck the rock, we know that water poured out. But now here we are, we find ourselves in, in Joshua chapter one, verse one, Moses, this great leader, this guy that had this incredible connection with God. Guess what? He's dead. And God's people are at a standstill. We could even say that uh, they, were, they were having an unexpected moment. And God is wanting and even waiting for Moses' servant Joshua to take up the reins and begin to lead his people so that they could resurface, if you will, and enter into the promised land that God was desiring to give to them. But the only problem is Joshua, the chosen successor, was just like Moses when he was first called and just like so many of us today, he couldn't get out of his own front door because he was scared out of his mind. He was afraid to move forward because his mind was consumed with negative thoughts like this. What if things don't go well? What if the enemy defeats us? What if God abandons us? What if I don't lead as well as Moses led? Gang, in life there will always be, you know, an onslaught of negative what ifs that will try to attack us in this life. But here's the main thing I want us to notice. Please don't miss this. In that moment of time, the forward motion, the future destiny of Joshua depended on his ability to have 
courage. It is true. Grab a hold of this quote. The fulfillment of God's plan for our lives shrinks and expands in proportion to our courage. Now, let me broaden that thought a bit more. Because on a larger scale, in that very moment of time, the forward motion, the future destiny, not only of Joshua, but of God's chosen people, also depended on Joshua's, one man's courage. So why do I believe that the Holy Spirit is urging some of us to have courage today? I personally believe the answer is this, is just like Joshua, just like the Israelite people, your purpose, and I will even say your family's purpose, and I will even dare to say the expression and the forward motion of the kingdom of God for this region depends on our courage. So please don't shrink back. I would encourage you to heed the words of Joshua 1.9 and be strong and courageous. You see, if we realize it or not, the challenge of when we encounter an unexpected moment in our lives is if we will or will not allow the enemy to use the unplanned event to rob us of our destiny. To think about for a second, man, have we felt like in the last few months that our life has been robbed from us? Why is that? To speak plainly, it's because the enemy wants nothing more than to use this situation to derail our lives from the plans and the purposes God has for us. If not for a lifetime, then surely He will do it for a season. That He literally wants to come and to pull our focus away from God's promises and to divert it to our crisis. That He wants to paralyze us in this present and hinder our ability to have a God-centered vision and hope for the future. Now before we shift gears to our second area, please let me make something very clear. If you are sitting there today and you are waiting on all of the thoughts and all of the emotions of fear, worry, and anxiety to be absent from your lives before you step out, before you decide to resurface into God's plan for your life, I want you to know today that you're going to be waiting for a while. And here's why I say that, because I wholeheartedly agree with this quote from the great leader Nelson Mandela. He said this, he said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. And then he goes on to say, the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. So gang, my hope is, is that when we hear the word courage today, we would all realize that it is impossible to be courageous until we are first afraid. So listen, today, if you're afraid, man, you're a great candidate for courage. Because in fact, I, I want you to know this, that courage cannot exist without fear because courage requires a mixture of fear and faith. Therefore, I want you to grab a hold of this statement. Courage is not the absence of fear, it is action in the presence of fear. Courageous people do what they know they should do, not what they feel like doing. You can write that down. And you know, when we begin to take that, that statement, kind of the whole last paragraph there, we realize that's exactly what Joshua ended up doing. When we continue to read the rest of the chapter and even the rest of the book, we discover that he put his trust in God's promise when he said this. This is what God told Joshua in Joshua 1.5. He said, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. And I want you to know that when Joshua decided to step out, you know, in courage, he discovered that God was true to his word. The good news is, 
The same will happen for us because we have the same source of courage available to us that Joshua drew from, which is complete what? Complete trust and confidence in the sovereignty of God. So my prayer for some of you is that you would be infused today with fresh courage to help you resurface back into your God-given purpose, that the Holy Spirit will help you conquer your fears. For others, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will help you just stay the course. Because like Joshua, I just believe some of you guys are exactly where God wants you to be. So I would encourage you, don't lose heart. Don't get discouraged today. All right, let's shift gears. The, the second thing I feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, dropped in my heart is for those believers who haven't been struggling or wrestling with fear, worry and anxiety for the past few months. Uh, truth be known, I, I feel like you've been frustrated with those people who have. So in my heart, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you to please don't miss this, to resurface with kindness in your heart. In the Greek language, the word kindness describes goodness in action. It describes, get this men, sweetness of disposition and a gentleness in dealing with others. The Greek word for kindness actually goes so far that it says this, that it, kindness is the ability to act for the welfare or for the behalf of those taxing our patience. We could even say this, that it goes so far, you know, for the behalf, for the welfare, or for those we don't agree with. Now, why would the Holy Spirit urge us to resurface with kindness or with this kind of attitude at the forefront of our minds? I believe it's this, it's simply because, guess what? Because we are family, and that's what family does. We encourage, we support, we are kind, in spite of what we see practice all around us, we don't kick each other when we're down. It, you know, just for context's sake, I, I want you to grab a hold of Romans chapter 14, verse 1. It says this. It says, Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. In short, our family members need our love and they need our acceptance during this time. They don't need our frustration and our judgment. They already are struggling and some are even beating themselves up enough as it is. So the next reason I think that we need to resurface with kindness is this, is because God treats us with kindness. Let's be honest with ourselves for a moment. Some of us may not be weak in our faith when it comes to this virus, but there's certainly areas in our lives where we are weak in our faith. And so, you know, in that knowledge that we aren't always as strong or always at our best as we would like to admit, you, you know, I think we need to remember how God treats us in those times. And the answer to that question is simply this. He treats us with patience and he treats us with kindness. So let's follow his example and treat others the way we would want to be treated when we've been in a mental or emotional battle within ourselves. I want to read two verses to you kind of with all this in mind. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 says, I am the Lord who exercises or who practices kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these, for in what? For in kindness I delight. And then look at Ephesians where the Apostle Paul encouraged us to do this. It says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven, or we could insert, just as God through Christ has been kind to you. The last reason I believe God would want us to resurface with kindness in our heart is because of this, because kindness reflects His nature. 
You see, the fruit of the Spirit in this case, uh, kindness in particular, is more than an attitude that you and I should desire because in all reality, kindness is evidence that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So please understand that God's purpose for having the Holy Spirit live inside of you is so that you might depend on Him to direct your life, but also so that you may reflect His personality and His heart towards others. So if I could add one more thought to that last statement, Part of the reason the Holy Spirit dwells within us is to knock off our rough edges. And, uh, you know, if you're anything like me, you definitely need help with that. So in closing, I want to challenge you during this unexpected time that we're all in right now. Uh, you know, rather than the shrinking back, what if we actually begin to hear the voice in the heart of our God as he prompts us to be kind to our family members, to be kind to our neighbors, to be kind to our coworkers and anyone else that we come into contact with? The reason this is so important is because as Christians, we are a people who should be known for expressing and reflecting the kindness of God, not only to every person we meet, but in context of what we're talking about today, especially with those who are in the household of faith, those who are in the family of God with us. So let's pray and we'll be done for the day. Father, we just simply ask this today that wherever we're at, God, if we're in that, that category that needs courage today, Father, once again, I ask for just a fresh, fresh dose of courage courage today for those people. Lord, if we're on the other side and we say, God, I need kindness, I need help with this. Father, we just simply uh, humble our hearts and we ask today for the kindness of the Holy Spirit to fill us up today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for Anchor at Home. We look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.